gorgeous listeners, welcome back to another edition of Throwing Shade. Here with Miriam and Alan. It is super cool to have you all back with us. Alan, how is it going? Baruch Hashem. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Guys, this is our ninth episode, which is apparently very exciting because I mentioned that to you, Alan, and you were like, there's some really cool stuff about the number nine. So that feels like a viable, arbitrary jumping off point for a conversation about demons, don't you think? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, it turns out that the number nine is uh, actually specifically when it's associated with the Hebrew letter Tess. Or tet, yeah. Right, which is the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And for those of our listeners who are familiar with the concept of gematria, which is uh, each of the Hebrew letters as a number associated with it and through various permutations of words and uh, the numbers that are associated with them, you get all kinds of different Kabbalistic. Yeah, it's like a mixture of grammar and math. Yeah, which, which like, like what me could be get better? really right. Nerds like me get really <laughs> excited about. I don't know about it you. It makes or... me a little happy too. Actually, okay, yeah, good. it's yeah. super fun. Um, okay, so what's so special about the number nine, though? So the number. Let me just say this: the number nine is a very holy number with a lot of very mystical significance. Mm. I, for the purpose of time, though, I don't want to get too deep into it. You'll just have to take my word for that. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff about the number nine. Right. Um, when it comes to the number nine, corresp- as it corresponds to the letter test in Hebrew, it's uh, got some shadim associated with it. That I do want to talk about. Yeah, we need to get to that like now. Let's do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tell me about nine and demons. Okay, so... Um, because it feels so random. Okay. Right? Why? Well, what's a, well say a thing and then we'll talk Why about it. Why is this different from anything else? Anyway, more random. What a random. Jewish question. <laughs> right. So, um, well, there's a lot. But I want to focus on this one cool thing I think you'll, you'll find interesting, Miriam, and hopefully our listeners will too. Uh, so there's this uh, commentator called the Ben Yehoyada, or he's also known as the Ben Yishchai, oh, um, oh. from, um, from uh, Baghdad cool. in the late 19th and the very, very beginning of the 20th centuries. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's, got, he's got a cool story, a very cool story. He says some very interesting things. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, so he, uh, he has a really great safer called the Ben Yehoyada, ben Yehoyada in which... Right, um, there's a whole trend among these guys to kind of take on the name of their, of their magnum opus, right? You... Right. Well, you he, write a book and then become known by the name of that book. Yes. And he had uh, a number of magnum opi. Is that the, I don't know. Latin. That's, that's an area of grammar <laughs> I cannot yeah. be helpful with. <laughs> right. So he's, like I said, the Ben Yehoyada, but also Ben Yishchai was another name of one of his safer, uh, one of his books. Yeah. Anyway, not to go too deep into him, but like I said, he's very interesting. I encourage our listeners to learn a little bit. He brings from the Sefer Chassidim, which is a different Sefer, that Shadim and Mazikim, Mazikim, again, are one of the castes, C-A-S-T-E, mm-hmm. of, of the Shadim, travel in packs of nine. So nine at a sure. time. They, that's, they, they travel around in groups of nine. They, you know, all go to the bathroom together. And, um, <laughs> um, 
uh, some mysterious things. I don't. Yeah, anyway, it um, makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> right. Um, actually, bathroom is another interesting thing since I brought it up we, we, for another <laughs> podcast. And for our British listeners, I'll just say I mean toilet. Yeah. Because bathroom, loo. the loo. Right. Right. Um, anyway, it's relevant practically because if somebody should, God forbid, be hurt by shading, mm. there are various remedies for these for the damage that was done to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, these remedies are it's recommended, at least in the Sefer Hasidim, to repeat them nine times because mm. um, if you're attacked by one shade, again, remember they travel in groups of nine, so it's likely that you are actually attacked by nine of them. Mm. And if to cover all your bases, you say either an incantation nine times or you take certain herbs nine times mm. uh, to make sure that each one of those shading in turn was defeated. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know what kinds of injuries they're referring to here? Like, what does it? Oh, how do, how do I know I if I've been attacked general, by general, just, you know, general demon bites or <laughs> right. like, do you get some swelling in the area and then? Well, I, what, I mean, what kind I of say damage? Gener- I say general because, like I said before, there's um, different remedies for different damages, right? So, like for example, you would say an incantation. For a certain kind of damage, or you right, would take an herb for an a different kind of damage. Right, give me an example of a particular kind of damage that a demon... No, not this time? I wish you hadn't done that. I, I, I'm happy to do that, but not in this episode. <laughs> okay. And not because... Are we getting away from the yeah, number nine? Yeah. Okay. And, All right, and so they for travel... time, we want to... Okay. Like, we so will like definitely wild talk dogs, about it at some point. random, God like wandering around in packs of nine which is also a holy number, which is so interesting to see the way that like all of these kind of... <clears throat> Um, holy and and godly things are sort of echoed in the the realm of of shady men get kind of turned on their heads like nine is this holy powerful number and then the shady kind of take it and wield it for the opposite purposes um interesting i'm glad you said that but i would also say the inverse is true Hmm. in other words um, what oh, makes like things from below also get ec- echoed above and kind of flipped on their heads. Right. Um, no. The number nine is significant is the, is the bottom line here. Yes. Why it's significant depends on your perspective. Right. So, so give another example. The reason, right, right. So, so here's an example of why I think what you said is pretty cool. Um, and this is also <laughs> still from, uh, from Sefer Chassidim. Yeah. And the Ben Yohayada actually is his exp- exposition on it. Um, uh, so he says like this, uh, where we learn about how the tefillin shall rush, the the tefillin that people wear on their head. Right. So um, tefillin is uh, is commonly and like weirdly translated as phylacteries. And it's like these le- leather straps that um, some Jews, mostly mostly men, but not exclusively wrap around themselves during certain prayers. Yeah. And morning prayers. There's little and... boxes with cool writing on the inside cool writing <laughs> that's my definition of tefillin how'd i do all right um, <laughs> yeah, it's better than some i've heard but anyway um, um but the, the the specifically so like you said right they're, so there's they're one strap that goes in the arm and one strap that goes around your head right yeah on your head um and uh it comes from the torah the the verses where it says you should bind them as a sign upon your um 
right arm on your on your on your hand and yes. your arm so that it and literally gets bound around your arm and right. bound to your head yeah. and something called taitafais which we'll get to in a minute what that word means in he, in, in Hebrew um between your eyes and right. this is the part totafot is right. the other way it might be pronounced yeah right so that thing the, is brought down in many different Sfarim, that it brings people to Yira, awe of God, mm-hmm. right? So why is that? And here's one possible explanation, again, from Sefer Chassidim. Yeah. Um, uh, because it is the Tefillin Shal Reish, the, the head Tefillin, mm-hmm. that pushes away Shadim and Mazikim. Hmm. How does it do this? Yeah. A few different ways. And, 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 and also it, it weakens the Klippas, which is another Kabbalistic thing. But anyway, um, how does it do this? If you look at the side of the box, you see a letter shin. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the knot in the back with the leather strap of mm-hmm. the back of the head, it's the letter dalid, mm-hmm. which spells in <gasps> Hebrew. Oh, my God. It spells shade. Yes. Whoa. Hold on. <laughs> there's more. Whoa. Why uh, does it do that? Wait, there's more. So, <laughs> but, um, it, well, it does that. It's, it says Ben Yehayada that it's to weaken shading, mm. right? Um, mm-hmm. In other words, the, sh- the shade. So you already have this awe of God by makes you aware of shadim, and already you're like yeah beyond the. So it's kind of like the way realm. the way like medieval knights would have you know like a dragon or a lion or something. It's like I'm I'm tough enough to repel exactly the thing that I've sure that of which I have an icon. Huh. Interesting, right? But then um, then there's also an interesting thing is that if you pay attention to the shin that's on the box part Mm -hmm. there's two there's one on the right and one on the left yeah one has two shins two of the hebrew letter shin yeah one has three uh prongs you could call it which is the normal way to write a letter shin yeah a letter shin kind of looks like a w Mm. i've always thought kind of yeah you Um, don't have to agree with me (laughs) well we're about to get really nerdy so i think it's appropriate that we like sort of okay um maybe we should take a break and then we'll get really into the nerdy I'm stuff. I'm the one who says the break thing. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So so the two shins. Okay. I've always wondered this, actually. And I'm really excited we're talking about it. So on the tefillin and the box that you wear in your head, there are two Hebrew letter shins on it. One looks like a normal shin. And it has three prongs. It kind of looks like a W. I don't care if you don't agree with me on that. <laughs> the other one has four, right? right? Right, Why? So there's a couple different reasons. Um, the one that is most commonly used to explain is it's supposed to remind us of our uh, matriarchs and patriarchs. Oh, that's nice. Which is nice. Right. But for the purpose of shadium, here's yeah. what I want to say. So let's like, get to the real stuff, yeah. <laughs> it's not, that's, that's real too, Miriam. But like... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a w- certain ways to write the letter shin. Mm-hmm. And let's imagine that if you can picture in your mind the letter shin with three prongs as it's normally written. Uh-huh. What you have is the letter shin itself is made up of a different Hebrew letter repeated different a number, number of times, the letter vav. Mm-hmm. So you have three vavs, each pointing up, okay. which is the prongs. And a vav, for anyone not familiar with the language, just sort of, it looks like a little, it's a line. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then a fourth line at the bottom connecting the three. Right. Okay. So, so a left, three, middle, and right. Three vav, vertical. And then a bottom one. Right. Three vertical lines and one horizontal holding them all together. Right. How many vavs is that? Four. Four. Right. 
And if you have on the other side. I see where this is going. Right. Four. Four and prongs. And then five a, on the other side. Which equals. The number of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Which is nine. Right. But it gets better. What? No, it doesn't. Yeah. There's no way it gets better. <gasps> what? Okay. So, um, um, right. Remember I said the word toitafois in, in Hebrew is the word that is used to describe, you know, so like ois, which is the word for the box on the arm, the hand, uh-huh. is like sign, you know, like right. a, in English. Oat. Yes. Right, oat. oat. Yeah. Um, and and toitafois um, is uh, translated various different ways. I couldn't off the top of my head All tell of them you. terrible. It's totafot. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a box on your head. Sure. But so is the one on the arm. So what's this word, taitafois? Interesting. Right? Say it's more. It's spelled tes, tes, fe, saf. Right? Okay. Tet, tet, fe, tav. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> it's the thing I do. Okay, I, go it's ahead. fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, we're getting real nerdy here. So. Um, uh, oh, and tet corresponds to the number nine, which we're right. talking about. Right. Is this where we're going? Right. Test, yeah. test. Okay. Which is, again, a way of describing the, that shading um, travel in packs of nine. So test, test, nine, nine, you know, as it's oh. saying, nine, 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 right? So they're in groups of nine, uh-huh. the, which leaves the last two letters, fe and saf. Okay. And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, this idea of gematria. Yeah. And fe and saf... When you add them together, mm-hmm. equals the number 480. Yes. Okay. So okay. for our <coughs> listeners who might be confused, as soon as uh, in, in Gematria, the first nine letters get one through nine, the next letters get 10, 20, 30, 40, et cetera, until you get into the hundred. So mm-hmm. Taf is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet and is assigned the numerical value of 400, which is why you can have such a high. Right. Yes. And Fe is the number 80, so Fe Saf is... 80 plus okay, 400. So 480, yeah. Right. Um, and in Gematria, in these Kabbalistic terms, when you have two I, concepts, two words or whatever that have an equal Gematria, equal Gematria, they are connected. Okay? Right. So something with the Gematria of 480 is related to some other totally different word that might also add up to, 100, to 480. Right. Great. So um, let's do this game. You ready? <gasps> are you ready to play? Okay, Lamed is 30. Yeah. Okay, plus the n- letter Yud, which is 10, equals? 40. Right, plus the number, plus the Lamed, which is 30, is? Why are you making me do math? <laughs> <laughs> right, you okay. want just to tell you? Yeah. Okay, so Pei Saf, 480, is equal to Lilith, which is? What? 480. So, um. So. <laughs> so, so. Test, so the word toitafois is test, test, lilis. So the shadim, the, this, this thing from that's uh, the box on the top of the, of, of the tefillin, yeah. uh, the head of the tefillin, um, equals, uh, not only does it have the word shade on it, literally from the leather strap in the back of the head and the leather box with the letter shin on it, right. it also Which is like described in like the Torah. Which like such child's play now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's also described in the Torah um, but we're using this word, Taitafois, Tess, Tess, Lilis, Lilis is the mother of all Shadim, and so therefore um, uh, we're supposed to be 
reminder that these tefillin are a repellent against the shadim, and they weaken the shadim when they're worn. And they, uh, not only that, but uh, it, it's, it's even described in the Gemara in certain places as like an amulet against Shadim in various places where one could be in danger of being hurt by Shadim. So the tefillin, I think, is cool and wow. is related to the number nine. I thought we'd talk a little bit That's about that. That's so good. Tefillin just got way more badass for me. Okay. That's amazing. It's not just like this cool, weird thing, which actually has all kinds, like tefillin in themselves are kind of amazing when you... Like there's there's correspondences between the the places where you wrap the straps and the points for acupuncture. Like there's all these kind of interesting right. things about tefillin in general. But that is so badass. Right. I think it's actually pressure points for focus, actually. As oh, the same great. Ones as like, Even better. Right. Wow. Thanks, Alan. Who knew? Number <laughs> nine. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. So shade throwers, I'm I'm pretty excited to be having this conversation. We're on our ninth episode. We made it over the seven episode hump, which is apparently when <laughs> most podcasts fail. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. we have a listener base that actually includes more than just our parents. It's really exciting for those who are interested. We have about a thousand regular listeners, which is super cool. I'm not sure um, my parents listen. <laughs> you can, actually, mine haven't either. But okay. our, um, but so it goes. Um, but our, our question this week actually does come from our beloved parents. Um, my mom wanted to ask us, what is our favorite demon? So, and why? And why was the follow-up question. So, mm-hmm. um, mom, thanks for the listener question. And Alan, do you have a favorite demon? Uh, favorite? I don't know. Um, I, I certainly like learning about certain shading. So, that, that, yeah, I mean, use the word favorite like loosely, like right. who, 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 who inspires you? <laughs> what, what demon like really hmm. speaks to you? That's an excellent question. Um, so I don't know. It's a tough one. Cause like, I don't know. I, I'm just going to go with the like silly answer of like, um, I think the stories of Ashmedai um, are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I just find it fascinating. I don't know. That's okay. a terrible answer. I like, um, I, I like learning about Shadim in general, but I would ask you your favorite shade, Miriam, but I think I know. I mean, Joe the Demon. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Mom. <laughs> Um, and guys of these thousand listeners, um, if you have a question, shoot us a tweet um, and we will be happy to answer that in a subsequent episode. That's fill in number nine thing is still like blowing my mind. But Alan, I understand that we're going to wrap up this week's episode with an action item. What is the what's the go to takeaway? Build this into your week thing that you want to share with our listeners. So I, uh, we mentioned the Ben Yehayada, the Ben Ishchai. Yeah. And <clears throat> is your action item for all of our listeners to write a book and then go by the name of that book? No. That's but mine for you. Everybody who's listening, please write a book and then change your name to the name of that <laughs> book and let us know what it is. And we will henceforth call you by that name. Right. 
But what's your action item? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so uh, the Ben Ishchai, um, like I said, he's from Baghdad in modern-day Iraq, and mm-hmm. he, um, uh, th- there's a great story about him that I can't remember where I, lear- where I heard this from, where I learned it from, but even if it's not true, uh, I think it's a cool lesson that we can right. take with us. It goes like this. There, so, like, he wrote this amazing sefer, Ben Yehoyada, mm-hmm. and um, uh, published it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a commentary on all of the Agadic works in the, in the, in the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Basically and, the stories. Right. Um, as opposed to like the legal rulings and things like that. Right. So um, uh, it was published far and wide. It reached the lands of Ashkenaz, the Eastern European uh, Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, uh, communities. And um, the there there was a, a, a number of people, but one person specifically, I don't know who, uh, was so enamored of these of these works uh this particular work that he took it upon himself to travel to baghdad mm. so he could meet the ben Ishchai. wow um either that or he was there anyway but uh, long started story writing short, fan fiction started well sort of <laughs> what happened was he got to the base medrash of the ben Ishchai and he saw he found him there sitting alone he, and and just learning he expected him to be the head of this big, you know, yeshiva with lots of students and teaching right. big lectures and shiurim and whatever. But he was sitting by himself and learning. And uh, he went up to him and he was he was talking to him about his safer and he was getting all, you know, you know, uh, fanboy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Ben Ishchai. And finally, he looks at the Ben Ishchai and says, what happened? Why, you know, why is why aren't you like teaching throngs of students and, and, and stuff like that? And he right. said, he said, what are you talking about? Uh, nobody likes my safer. And he <laughs> said, and so this guy from Ashkenaz, he said, are you kidding? When we, when we received your safer, we danced like we had received the Torah from Mount Sinai. Mm. And um, the Ben Ishchai pointed to a bookshelf nearby and he said, I have all of these other works, all of these other books that I just haven't published because I thought nobody liked my writing. Nobody said anything to me ever. Oh, man. So my action item is if, you're something, if there's something out there that you like, Somebody's doing something great that's giving you encouragement. Mm. Go tell that person. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's so important that we sort of take it for granted that the people who are out there creating, and this is not like, we're not fishing for compliments. <laughs> this isn't oh, us no. saying like, tell us how awesome our podcast. I, I swear, like we, there's plenty of self-esteem here. But like, I think that it's, it's so important. We sort of take it for granted that people who are out there creating art or music or writing or whatever it is are working really hard and pouring their a big part of themselves into that creative stuff that makes the world better and more whole. And, you know, just that that little moment of recognition and appreciation goes a long way to help somebody sustain that good feeling. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. Cool. Sure. Whoa, and freaking number nine. Man. So everybody write a book and name themselves after it. <laughs> everybody go thank an artist that you appreciate, especially somebody who might not be as well, you know, well known as they, uh, you know, as they could be. Um, and uh, yeah, take a look at a set of filling. Maybe try them on if you've never done that before. Um, it's a really, it's a, it's a surprisingly cool thing. All right.
Your sign off. That's sign off. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to work on the sign off. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody. This has been Throwing Shade with Miriam and Alan, professional podcasters. <laughs> And we will see you back again next week um, for more better living, more better living (laughs) through Jewish demonology. See y'all later.